Hello and welcome back to the After Ellen Podcast. I'm your host, Editor-in-Chief Jocelyn McDonald, and today I am here with Becky. Hello, Becky. Hey. Becky <laughs> is the Marketing Director Correct. for yep. Wet For Her Sex Toys. Now, Wet For Her has to be maybe the only sex toy company on the market that is by and for lesbians. All of the sex toys that they sell are designed with us in mind, uh, which makes them a pretty unique uh, company. I think it's pretty interesting, too, because none of the straps or dildos or anything look like dicks. Yeah. It's kind of cool. (laughs) kind of different. I like that. Yeah, so there's actually there's a, a bunch of different levels to that, right? So mm-hmm. there definitely are other companies that are you know smaller that haven't really hit that bigger mainstream market uh, okay. of of selling sex toys, def- like just towards a specific person inside of our community. Um, what what makes us uniquely different is is our company was built by a lesbian for lesbians. Mm-hmm. That that was the foundation of Wet for Her, um, but what we've done over the past couple of years, we've realized the importance of this inclusion of everyone in our community. So we've worked super hard to be more inclusive towards other um, other areas that we were missing. We mm. wanted a home, a home kind of for everyone. Um, so we've been working on a whole entire new line of gender affirming gear um, so that we have products for not only the lesbian bisexual community, but for people um, you know, gender nonconforming, trans- transgender, transmasculine, transfeminine, um, which has been really cool for us because it's almost like we're not, you know, as we were for lesbians, you know, we're kind of opening up our our community to everyone, um, which has been really important to us. And it's been a really awesome experience. Oh, come on, Becky. Now you're, you're not telling me that you're changing the world with your sex toys. Just, lesbians just weren't spending enough money on dicks. No, no, no. <laughs> you, no, no. Get some you, more know, you, know you know what's really cool, though, is that is so I just started here probably almost a year ago, right? Mm-hmm. And and there were toys that I never even heard of. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't even know that the, that they were a thing. Um, so, that, you know, while we do say, while we were for lesbians, you know, we really were for lesbians, mm-hmm. right? We have a whole line of toys specific to this dual pleasure concept mm-hmm. so that two females can enjoy them together. Um, we have like scissoring toys. We have, you know, obviously the double-sided toys. We have a harness and um, the, uh, like uh, the bumper that's made for the base of a dildo. So the person wearing it has stimulation um yeah it's and and i never knew these days which is crazy because i'm pretty gay mm-hmm. so um it's been uh it's been quite the experience for me yeah that's exciting okay so you you said that you got this job a year ago so how did you mm-hmm. how did you move into this space were you always in the sex toy industry <laughs> no 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 um ironically i was in white corporate america right mm. i was i was probably in like the the whitest old white cis men industry that there is in the in kitchen and bath which is oh. just oh, okay. <laughs> yeah um and then prior to that i was in tech so i've kind of jumped around a lot um 
you know, learning as much as I can about different industries and growing just as a career wise. Um, mm. I've always um, had a passion for creativity and, and in this digital marketing realm of things. Um, and so, I, you know, I was going as everyone else was when COVID hit and you spent a lot of time working from home. Um, I was ca- kind of going through this crisis of, you know, what am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> you know, what, what, what kind of difference am I making? And, you know, is this where I want to be in 10 years? And the answer was just no. So, uh, you know, I started looking for jobs and, you know, looking for different outlets. And, and I found myself applying to a lot of jobs that were just safe options because that's what I was good at. And I understood the co- corporate world. Um, and I came across this job posting. It was funny because I, I saw it and I sent it to my fiance and I was like, you know, what if I apply for this? What am I going to tell your dad I do for a living? Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my <laughs> and, God. And so um, I kind of applied to it out of like a, you know, I, I was had been applying to jobs for probably six months. And it, it's, it's really, for someone that has like a confident person with a lot of pride in what they do, it's, it's really hurtful to like your mental health when you're applying to jobs because it's like rejection after rejection or no answers. Um, so when I applied to this and heard back from Alice right away and, you know, I interviewed and it was kind of just like a click. And then I, I, it, yeah, it was really cool transition of me, um, going into a field with little like boundaries, right? Like creatively there's little boundaries, there's little boundaries of what's appropriate, what's, what's not. And it's fun. I, I, I get to meet and talk to queer people all day. I get to wow. work with queer people all day. So it, it's really, it, it was life-changing in, in different ways, right? Like career-wise, this was the next step for my career. Um, and then just enjoyment-wise, I get to work with sex, sex toys. It's Damn. like, yeah. <laughs> well, I think yeah. that you just gave so many of our listeners mm-hmm. a new dream job to aspire to. <laughs> yeah. And we're growing. We, we, Yeah. Yeah, why can't you work for a sex toy company? And you're growing. Okay, so who are you looking for? I'm sure I'm sure among our listeners you're gonna have some talented candidates. So we we are constantly growing. We we are um we just brought on two new people. So right now we did fill in the in the um positions that we were looking for. Um but we're always looking for creative people to work with. So if there's any types of people that you know, do like influencer stuff, affiliate stuff. We're always looking to partner or people hosting events, right? Like we're mm. always looking to get toys in, in people's hands to, to raffle off, to do giveaways um, and support people in that way or in any way that we can. Yeah. Wow. Well, you heard it here first, folks. So, um, so you, so then did you not go through like a sourdough phase in the beginning of quarantine? You just went straight for like a life-changing career mix-up and, you know, self-actualization route. <laughs> yeah. So, so quarantine was interesting for me when it, when it first hit, I was in a really weird place in my life and my relationship. So I guess mm. this is completely different than, <laughs> than what we were supposed to talk about. Oh, well, um, I think so- we're supposed to talk about this. <laughs> I think this is the way the spirit is moving us. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, um, so me and my fiance have been together for six years now. And so we kind of were like hitting our road of like what, you know, what's next for us. Mm-hmm. And, and quarantine really forced us to like, kind of like refine our love for each other Ooh. and refine our friendship. Um, yeah. So it, it like, it kind of saved our relationship. So in that beginning of quarantine, <laughs> that's so romantic. I love it. Yeah. 
Um, so in the beginning of quarantine, it was a lot of like, you know, just self work and relationship work. And, you know, after that was taking, and we ended up getting engaged at the end of 2022. So, Mm. or 2020, sorry. So, um, and, um, and Leah, she works in healthcare. She's a physician assistant in the healthcare system, in the emergency department. So So obviously that's, yeah. So, um, the beginning of quarantine, that was, that was a huge part of it. So mm-hmm. for for me, it kind of like saved my life in, in aspects. And so after that relationship part of myself was healed, um, it was really that what was next for me. And that made me, you know, take a look back at my career, my job. And um, I'm, a, I'm a pretty um, emotional and like passionate person. So mm-hmm. having a career in an industry I didn't care about just didn't make sense for me. Um, yeah. And so it kind of like, as hard of a path that six months was um, looking for jobs it it led me into the position I am now. And it led me into just a better place and just all over around, all around, just, you know, a better life, which is crazy. Wow. That's beautiful. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing. (laughs) Of course. Yeah. Not related to sex toys, but very interesting stuff. And I, I'm always asking people, like, I, I think that COVID has been the most incredible um, crucible for all of us, you know, we're all, we're all finding our, yeah. ourselves in the midst of all this stress. So yeah, we're, um, we're finding ourselves and our people, uh-huh, right? Like we're finding, yeah. we're finding our, our core groups of people that, that matter moving forward, which, you know, is important. It has stripped away a lot of bullshit and revealed a lot of authenticity <laughs> underneath. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So, well, yeah. Silver linings. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm curious, we, we talked a little bit about what sort of sex toys kind of make wet for her a unique yeah. brand, but let's talk about what are your top toys? What are, what are your like all time bestsellers that yeah, so, comes back? For? So I was just doing some, some information on this for the wrap up of last year. So, you know, our top seller is definitely the, um, the pack and, um, pack and dildo hard, like the harness com like the combination. Sorry, my mind just like a million different ways. Um, so it's it's like a group. It has a um, harness and a pack, like a dildo that com- like combination that has twenty percent off. So a lot of people do yeah, that, which is it's really deal. cool. It's really cool too because like when people buy a harness, they're like, oh, what dildo do I need for this? Like, how do I know? So it makes it really simple. Like you pick your harness style that you want, and then it'll show you the dildos that we have that can be used with that harness and then so you can pick through that and then and so that's like 100 percent our our best seller and then um we also have the rocker which is a scissoring toy um (laughs) yeah i just did an interview with someone else and it was this guy and he was like what what is scissoring and i was like i I was like, I first of all, don't, don't tell men our secrets, okay? That's <laughs> yeah. a betrayal of the tribe. Yeah, um, men are not allowed to know <laughs> about scissoring. No, don't set him on a path. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I love this because scissoring is such a controversial topic oh, in lesbian so community. Like, and I love how the I love how the controversy is essentially like, is it real or not? Yeah. And it's not like, yeah. can you get off this way or like, is this foreplay or the end goal? But like, is it real? Do people really yeah. do this? And like, yes, bitch, we do. <laughs> it's it's funny because obviously, like any other person uh, in the past years, I'm obsessed with TikTok, and so I'll I'll go down different TikTok, and there, there'll be oh, like. Yeah. 
TikToks about like is scissoring real or not and it's always so so funny because there's so much validation when I post a comment that gets like so many likes to it like uh-huh. that's my validation like making a comment that like people a lot of people like and it was a TikTok about scissoring like it's like it was a, a lesbian talking about how it's not a real thing and it's just it's it's crazy to me because like you, you can just say you don't do it <laughs> like uh-huh, that's fine right. but like it's a mythological it, it's, it's like Santa Claus <laughs> Yeah, and it's yeah. just like it's crazy that it's just so denied when it's such like a great action to be. Like, okay, so I'm, I'm getting Becky is on Team Scissors. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. Oh hell yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm I'm like probably the captain of Team Scissors. Like I love <laughs> yeah. I love to mix it up with the scissors. Yeah, because well, it's like I mean it's like it's the best foreplay. It's so erotic. It's so it's great. It's oh, great. God. Oh, it's great. I could do it all day. Yeah. <laughs> It's, yeah, just like, it's, it's, you know, mild scissoring. <laughs> and I feel bad for people that it, it was, and I have a good friend of mine who's like an influencer and stuff. And we, when we first met, she was actually, uh, and we, she said that she did. And I'm like, dude, like what? I'm like, what? I'm like, why? And then she texted me like a year later. And she was like, I finally am like on that side. Like, thank you. Or something like that. And I'm like, dude, like if it's done, like, I don't know how people do it wrong, but like, I don't know how people just don't do it. Well, there's real there's definitely no way to get it wrong because if you if you can't get like clit to clit, then you can yeah. at least get um clit you're to tripping. something. Yeah, yeah you're clit to something. Yeah. And clit to anything is a win, right? Like oh, I'm not gonna 100%. say no to clit yeah. to thigh or yeah. <laughs> clit to hip. Like yeah. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'm here for that totally. There's no wrong way. Yeah. No, there's really no wrong way. I yeah. love it. I love it. So yeah, so we have a rocker it's called the rocker and it just like adds stimulation like Mm -hmm. while scissoring um it's pretty cool i i've heard that um it's better when both people like so we actually just created a pack that has two of them in it Mm -hmm. so both people can wear it um can you just describe a little bit more like how it's to be worn like does it yeah yeah okay yeah so like so there's a bulb like a Mm -hmm. small bulb that is inserted inside one person and then it has a piece that comes up and sits on your clit and the whole thing vibrates oh okay so the person wearing it feels more so that's why there's this talk how to um but yeah so like there's like this circle piece that sits on top of your clit that vibrates from that bulb that's sitting inside Mm -hmm. that's also vibrating it has a controller too that you can change the vibration Man. yeah um at first because the the joy of scissoring is really <laughs> the joy of like wet to wet and uh-huh. yeah it, well it doesn't squish. take that away exactly and so when you were saying yeah. that there's a toy for scissoring i'm like i feel like this is going to get in the way of the best yeah. part of scissoring but it sounds like it's completely hands-free it's yeah. it's not actually covering yeah, I, yeah so it definitely at so might be too much TMI. It definitely adds stimulation to the person that, like, say, like, someone just doesn't have the ability to get off as easily. So, like, mm-hmm. if they're wearing it, they have a lot more stimulation, like, in mm-hmm. that foreplay, which it, it can be very enjoyable for someone. I think that there's no TMI on this podcast <laughs> because whoever clicked play on this knew that it was going to be talking about sex toys. Yeah. <laughs> so I hope that whoever clicked play on this is expecting us to be talking about sex. <laughs> yeah, rapidly, yeah. And, but... and, and, and like highlighting, like obviously like talking about this, like there was mm-hmm. such a missed market of dual pleasure toys, right? Mm-hmm. Like 
it, obviously there were double-sided dildos, but the double-sided dildos were all built in like this, like what, cis men way, right? Like, imagine, imagine cis men sitting around a table and being like, "Hmm, I wonder what best sex toys for lesbians would be," uh-huh. and then they create these like double-sided like five dong. foot dildo yeah, yeah it's just and a it's dong like, with two heads yeah, and you're like exactly. okay that's actually not the geometry of how two vaginas would fit exactly together. so so there was just such a mismarket on like dual pleasure toys for females that the the ceo and owner alice really captured on and like we've just kind of been like growing from there and just mm-hmm. adding more toys that that fill that void I mean, you know, if you've been in a sex toy shop, it's it's overwhelming. You walk in and it feels like you're in like this porn like palace and it's mm-hmm. like everything is just so sexualized. And like that's sex toys are a part of our life. They're not some type of like always kink driven um, mm-hmm. thing. Right. Like it's just a natural part of our sexual life as a queer as a queer person. Well, as a. You know, when you're you're describing the porn palace feel of most sex toy stores, it's very um, it obscures the eros in mm-hmm. all of this because it is the um, the sensuality is taken away and it's more about um, like objectification and just like driving. Of course. Home driving home to the to the end point which is of course getting off and the thing about yeah. lesbian sexuality is that because we can get off literally innumerable number of times mm-hmm. and also because sometimes it takes a really long time to get off you don't have necessarily any expectations for how many times you're going to come or if you're going to come at all like <laughs> yeah. it's not any less fun to fuck if you don't come now you can come later <laughs> yeah exactly so when when lesbians are looking for sex toys it's exactly like you said it's it's a part of our sexuality because it's kind of like finding more and more varied ways to get stimulation or pleasure but everything that is that you're born with like hands and tongues and th- thighs hips whatever like <laughs> everything can become a thing to yeah. fuck with like, to whatever right doesn't yeah, matter to whatever like you can't lose yeah. you can't get it wrong so yeah yeah so sex toys are just you know cherry on top of the cake here yeah yeah but that's what i mean we've just created this community that people feel safe and like mm. heard and seen right like we were made for us built by us designed by us for us um we haven't gotten many complaints from the cis community we have gotten definitely some um complaints about not being targeted towards them as well i don't know Um, what that means i don't know what you could i don't know what you mean like the the complaint is that the the verbiage doesn't include them like the the marketing marketing the marketing is the problem Guys, just buy toys. It doesn't matter, yeah. like, what? No, this is so dumb. Yeah, just let us have a thing, right? Just let us have our thing, right? Um, like, you, y'all have the freedom to do a lot. We just we just want some sex toys for us. <laughs> but... It's like people can't enjoy things. I, I encounter the same thing. I'll be, like, trying to post a meme, and someone will be like, by the way, this isn't politically correct. And it's like, by the way, it's a meme, bitch. <laughs> it's yeah. literally, yeah. like, a picture of a, yeah. a celebrity. <laughs> like, okay. please stop talking. Please yeah. go back to bed. 
we we've hit a lot of different bumps in our road, especially as we open our door doors to like you know this gender nonconforming community and and you know the non non binary community and and things like that. We've had to change some verbiage. We're like we've revamped our website and re and like continue to update our verbiage to be more inclusive and and be aware of that. Um, and so we've we've hit some snags, but we're always you know, we're here to learn as well. Like as a queer person, I don't know enough about the overall community, but like I'm learning, right? If we're making a mistake, we're listening and, and changing and acting on that. Um, but it's been really cool. It's been, it's a really, it's been a really fun and educational process for myself as well mm -hmm. to like learn how to support people in different communities and, and essentially in our community, right? Like they're one mm -hmm. of us in, in every way. Um, so it's been fun. And there's been a lot of really fun toys that we've brought on that um, that are really cool. I'm curious about um, the. Do you have any toys that are that simulate oral, like a toy that's been really popular among lesbians that I know in the past few years is the any type of toy that doesn't actually touch your clit but like mm -hmm. sucks air away from your clit it's like there's many different names for it and um the sucky this it's the sucky one do you have one of those we do yeah <laughs> yeah it's not called the we sucky do. is it it is yeah. oh god becky <laughs> su suk it's 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 we so that's not one of our products but we okay. have a different line like we have products from other companies. We mostly work with other queer companies. Like, so we have other queer companies' products on our page. Mm -hmm. um, so that's not one of ours. And that was, that's... A terrible was... name, but I mean, it literally <laughs> makes it sound like I mean, the product sense. sucks. Like, what? What? <laughs> what were you thinking, yeah. guys? S-U-K-I, the sucky. It's great, though. It gets rave it. Yeah, we'll call it, yeah, the Suki. Very odd. Um, yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about that. But it's I fun. That's actually a fun I... part of the job. We're in the, we have three new products coming out, and we've been and you can and, name them, and we've been like going through Work different shopping. names and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that does sound really fun. Yeah. Um. So, what are those meetings like? It's you and Alice, the founder. Who else is there? Yeah, and then we have um, Maddie, who is um, our lead. We just started a whole new trans program, and he is the lead and bringing on products for that and kind of creating this whole new trans line. Um, and then we have Vicky, who is our digital media coordinator. Um, they are awesome. They came to us with a lot of experience in being a lot more inclusive. Um, they're non-binary, so they bring that aspect to um, our community, which has been great um, with updating our content and updating, just like making sure we're like staying in line with, you know, our morals and our values. It's a lot. But then we have Ozzy, who's a customer service. Um, and then we have just a couple other um, agencies that we work with. But um, mm. yeah, everyone's, for the most part, everyone's queer, right? Like we're all, we're all queer in our own ways. And it's just, it's fun. And we all bring different paths and backgrounds to mm. Yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, it's been cool. It's been great. And it's, it's been really fun for me to bring on new team, team members to work with and then, yeah. you know, learn from them and grow with them and kind of work together and, you know, brainstorm together. It was, you'll, you'll think it's funny. So we were brainstorming different quizzes to bring to our website, right? Mm -hmm. Like fun, fun quizzes we could do where we just did a beginner's page and we're putting a quiz on there. That's like, what's the best sex toy for you to help people? Mm -hmm. Um, and Vicky was like, oh, we should do we should do a quiz like, are you anal anal romantic? 
And I was like, oh yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, that's, that's a great, like, are you anal romantic? That's good. Like, are you blah, blah, blah. And then I was going on this whole thing about it. She's like, uh, sorry. And, and they were like, um, I said a romantic. <laughs> <laughs> like they, they never oh said my god I'm, I'm like yeah i'm like yeah. really struggling to figure out what is anal yeah. romantic like so i don't want to fuck a, yeah. no, a, i don't yep. want anal yeah. sex i want to anal romance like, so there is just there's no, just a, a natural thing. a natural miscommunication between aromantic and anal romantic you that know, like Becky, it probably is a thing for somebody out it, there this, yeah this sex diversity stuff is just so broad it includes everything anything under the sun anything you can imagine there's something for everybody out here (laughs) in a romantic share okay yeah so now Um, i've I've coined i've coined a new word (laughs) that's hilarious okay so one of the um one of the questions that i have for you is for 2022 what are what are the exciting new releases obviously you're in the process of naming three new products right now you already mentioned maybe you can't tell us what they are exactly but if you know a preview yeah so we have um we have three new dildos that are coming out um they have um so they have bases that have texture to them which is which is fun because yeah so they have automatic base texture um which is really cool they're a little different shaped, and so we're playing around with like the shapes and the curves of our dildos. So um, the base is the textured part. So that's the part that the person who is wearing the dildo yeah. can feel. So can have something stimulating them. Stimulation. Correct. Yeah. 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 So which is cool. I mean, it. it um, I mean, some people get a lot of enjoyment off of you know wearing a strap on. So this adds to that. I mean. Who doesn't, but, uh, but so this adds to that stimulation. I'm here with Becky. She is the marketing director for Wet For Her. And we did an interview last week, or maybe two weeks ago now. Mm-hmm. And uh, as we were preparing it for production in a classic Mercury retrograde snafu, all of the audio on her end was lost. So we are re-recording today and i'm excited for the opportunity to see you again becky putting <laughs> you a know, smile on my face you know what's funny is now that you mention mercury being in retrograde like a lot more of my life just makes sense you uh-huh. know like it, it so well tell us a little thank, bit because thank, uh, thank you for the reassurance of lesbians uh, of love knowing. astrology so what was it that what was your mercury moment you know, I'm going through just like an emotional part of my life where I'm kind of like questioning things that are stable mm. and it's, and it's like a weird, like, you know what it is? The PMDD hits me hard. Um, okay. and so I just moved into a new house. I don't two, I guess two weeks ago I, I had just moved. Like that was like the first week mm. I was living in this new house. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's been an emotional, emotional roller coaster. It's weird. Well, not seasonal nothing. depression is weird mm, yeah definitely uh this has been an especially trying time because not only has mercury been in retrograde since december like 15th i think but also venus was in retrograde conjunct pluto so we were <laughs> all going through this underworld experience together and for me personally it's been um, emotional upheaval you know a lot of people talk about venus retrograde you always hear from your exes or maybe you retread territory where you, you go through issues mm-hmm. around your values. Maybe it's your exes or maybe it's your your specifically things that you valued in the past. Lessons that you've learned about what you value come mm-hmm. up again to test you to see if you did really learn <laughs> to them. <get> t- <laughs> yeah. 
That's funny. I, luckily, I don't have any ex. Surprisingly, I don't have any ex issues. I feel like that makes me one of not many. <laughs> hmm. Well, yeah, the lesbian community is kind of known for issues with exes, and uh, so I'm proud of you, Becky. Thank you. Thank Good you. job keeping I, I it keep, clean. Yeah, I keep my, I keep my, definitely slates clean after. Hmm. <laughs> That's what I Yeah, think. that's a lesson that I've definitely learned. And I have to say I'm I'm thankful that no exes have reappeared during this very trying time for all of us and for me personally. Yeah. Um but uh the Mercury snafus did hit me. The technology malfunctions, um things getting lost. My my mail got stolen twice in the last month. My mail got stolen too. <gasps> oh, oh, Mercury I'm telling you. It all makes sense. Yeah. Did your, I, you know, I guess the good thing about it being two weeks later is, did you get your sex toys? I did get my sex toys. Thank you for asking. Yes. I, I, dear listener, uh, Wet For Her sent me a bunch of sex toys. And I got to say, um, not all the reviews are in yet because some of the toys are a little bit advanced and, and require a partner. And I'm, I'm going through a... A dry spell. Oh man, it's really <laughs> tough out here. Dating during COVID is not pleasant. You could have just ended at dating. So, good <laughs> point. Yeah, there's never a good time to date, yeah. but uh, COVID makes it especially difficult. But um, yes, I did get the sex toys. I'm really excited about the the scissoring toy. It's called the Rocker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's a bulb that goes inside of the wearer and then there's a vibrator on the outside that doesn't actually interfere with the clit. Yeah, this is actually a that. section of the podcast that didn't get cut off. Um, oh, it didn't. So our readers will, or our listeners will hear about that part, but oh, yes, um, the scissoring conversation did not get cut off. The, the, the two sided les- like lesbian community battles of like, is scissoring real? Did that get yeah. cut off? Well, part of the scissoring conversation got cut off. Okay. What's so funny to me about that is that I talk about scissoring so much that, of course, we talked about scissoring multiple times. Like, of <laughs> course, this was territory we just could not get away from. Yeah. Because, yeah. Because um, scissoring is really fun and, um, and magical <laughs> and a gift from the it's goddess. Under, yeah. It's underrated, right? It's for, we talked about it being for the elite. So It yeah. is. It is elite yeah. lesbianing. And I think that's the part that got cut off. I, I was... Um, yeah, I was really advocating for those who don't enjoy scissoring to give it a try because, you know, you it takes a little finesse, mm-hmm. maybe a little stretching beforehand, a little exercise, sexercise. Yeah. But yeah. if you can get into the right position, <laughs> I think it's really Dreams about... Dreams do come true. It, truly. <laughs> but I think, I think ultimately scissoring is about dopamine and oxytocin, right? Okay. There's There's got to be some, like, heightened release of endorphins when you're doing that because I feel like this might be true for me whenever I have sex with someone but I feel like if I scissor with a girl like we're in love and we're gonna get married for sure like I'm in I'm definitely gonna I'm gonna make you my wife this has happened to me hundreds of times <laughs> yeah you have a uh, hundred wives in your head now just from all your scissoring experiences mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, lo- I mean I, I I agree right like scissoring is top tier sexual act is something that everyone should do. The fact or even idea that someone thinks it's not true is just mind blowing, right? It's just Mm -hmm. like, how is that possible that that 
you haven't even tried when it's spoken about, right? It's like, mm-hmm. the, the, you know, these people are like, ah, oh, not real. They don't do it. We don't do it. And it's like, damn, y'all, I feel bad. Yes, I feel bad. I feel, I feel grief for those women that just, <laughs> they need to, um, yeah, expand the range of possibilities available to them. And I, I think that, that kind of leads me to another question that I had for you on the topic of, um, you know, intro lesbianing versus elite lesbianing. Mm-hmm. Um, if somebody's not dipped their toes into the waters of the sex toy market, how would you recommend that you that you broach that conversation with your partner or or by yourself if you're yeah. by yourself for so, the first time. So I know we kind of, we talked about this so I I don't I don't want to repeat myself but I think it's important to understand like how screwed up the system like the sex toy industry system was mm-hmm. prior to the I guess to the internet in general because you know as a a queer person walking into a sex toy shop that is so overwhelming you walk in you see all these like realistic dicks everywhere you Mm -hmm. like see all these like porn star women like on all the advertisement and it's like that that whole experience can completely ruin sex toys for Mm -hmm. people right like I mean I remember the first time I walked into a sex toy shop and I was like how do I even ask like what do I ask for like what harness goes with like what dildo like why what is all this kind of thing and so you know the internet obviously changed a lot of that and then more specifically these queer focused companies like what for her you know they've made it almost more comfortable for people um the best thing that i could say is there's that we ourselves are working on quizzes to help people like Mm. kind of understand like what direction they're going through uh like going to in the like in the sense of like a toy because obviously everyone gets pleasure in different ways so it's going to ask those questions right like are you looking for penetration are you looking for clitoral stimulation are you looking for one-sided are you looking for two-sided um so we're we've been creating quizzes to help people on that journey um Mm -hmm. especially for beginners because it's hard like who the fuck knows about sex toys unless you're having conversations about it Mm -hmm. um and so i mean there's there's a lot of resources out there like blogs and and creators that, that talk about this to help normalize this conversation. Um, and so that's also super important for people to understand that there are resources out there and Mm -hmm. there's like blogs written. Um, but yeah, it's the sex toys. I mean, there's, there's things when I started that I didn't even know Mm -hmm. were out there. And like these queer focused toys are just like, like, I didn't know what a bumper was or, like, mm-hmm. the, the, the I know we talked about the, that before, but, like, the base that you can wear, like, as someone that's, like, wearing a harness so that they can feel pleasure. Um, I didn't know that, like, double-sided dildos, like, worked with harnesses and, mm-hmm. like, they're actually more pleasurable when you, or, like, more controllable when you wear them with a harness. So, it's just, like normalizing these conversations that we're having, right? Like mm-hmm. when I when I first started this job, I was like so nervous to like even speak about anything because like I wasn't wow. It was it would like wasn't normal for me to talk about this kind of stuff. And I'm it's so, so funny by that. After yeah, your background in kitchen and bath that you <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. But as time as time it's funny now because when I talk to people I'm so open and comfortable about it about it that I forget people aren't used to having conversations about sex toys all the time mm-hmm. um so it often leads to like a funny like uncomfortable situation 
for me. But yeah, I mean, we're working on beginner stuff. There's beginner stuff out there. Um, if anyone's like super in need and like wants a person to reach out to, Mm -hmm. like we always (gasps) have like customer service that like knows so much about every single toy, like detailed information. And it's like people you're reaching out to. Like I, Mm -hmm you'll know the names of the people you're talking to like DM us on Instagram DM us or message us on our website so yeah that is so cool so one of the one of the things that this kind of leads me down the path of is when we were talking about straps and getting Mm -hmm. pleasure from as the wearer of the strap um I think it's uh the the toy that you sent me you sent me two toys one is a strap that has a um a bump that would kind of hit your clit if you were the wearer of the strap Mm -hmm. and then there's also a like silicone sleeve that can go over a strap to add a bump you you wouldn't wear those at the same time right because no not just having the same function yeah they have the same function yeah Mm -hmm. yeah but um yeah so um what what do we think about strap confidence how can women who are not good at strapping on get get some strap confidence you know, I think that's a pretty loaded question, right? Like, is like, how do people gain confidence in anything? Like, Ooh, good ha- point. Right? Like, how, like, how hard is it to wear a strap on? Right? Like I mean, if, maybe it's hard. Is, is it? <laughs> maybe it's hard. I, th- I think the, I think the hardest part is probably figuring out how to put it on. Right? Mm. I think that's the. the Putting it on the, is a challenge. It's that. I mean, that's the awkward moment, right? It's uh-huh. like it's the changing and like taking time to go put it on and like how is how do you incorporate that into like this sexual act or like whatever it is that you're doing and and everyone looks at it differently right some people think of it like part of them so they already have it on Mm -hmm. um and then others like have it packed away or or whatever wherever it is so i mean the confidence i mean that's it goes for anything right like i mean Anyone can do it. it Becky, it, this is not great advice. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to give know, you some but, feedback right okay. now. This is I'm I'm a woman who has no strap confidence. Okay, so all right. So let me I'm let me rethink for practical this. Practical tips. Okay, so the practical tip mm-hmm. is, I mean, th- it's more of a mental tip, right? Mm, yeah. So maybe so meditate if, beforehand. Is that no, <laughs> no, no, no. You have to realize if if you're in a position to put on like a strap on or mm. to like to be receiving the person probably is so turned on by you doing that and like you should be thinking about that opposed to like what you're about to do your performance right? anxiety because like i mean event. that's a huge part of like personally like lesbian sex is like that emotional like this person's turned on by me i mean that's all that that's how you get more turned on and more pleasure is by like the mental aspects of it mm-hmm. so rather than focusing on like the, your physical capability of doing it like the person's gonna be so turned on by you doing it regardless of like what it is that you're doing um so like focus kind of on that because quite honestly like if a cis straight man can like move that way like why couldn't we um Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know that kind of does that help at all is that better I mean yeah I actually think that's not only is it good advice it's really deep because sex is you know your your brain is your is your biggest erogenous zone right and Mm -hmm. and the biggest determiner of of your turned onness so yeah it's It's mental it's 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 literally all mental I mean from personal experience the girls that I've been with that have this mindset of like 
they can't have orgasms or like they can't mm-hmm. th- like a lot of that is mental and a lot of people haven't taken the time to mentally like walk them through it right like mm-hmm. if um i mean this uh, it's a little tmi but like if like it's never <laughs> TMI. <laughs> if like you're one of those people that are like laying there while someone's going down on you like you're not going to get off because you're emotionally by yourself like mm-hmm. you're in your head you're like yeah. thinking about like am i taking too long it mm-hmm. like are they like do they still want to be there and like it's all emotional like it's all That's like deep. mental it's all mental that like falls in the lap of the person that the other side of person just to be like that reassuring voice that like assures them that like everything is good this is very like this i'm turned on i'm enjoying this um so it's the same thing with the strap right like have that conversation with your partner as well like i'm nervous like can you just reassure me like that mm-hmm. i like emotionally we're on the same page Ugh, wow that's really beautiful i mean it's really about having a, the mind body connection mm-hmm. intact while you're ha- having sex and um yeah being being fully present with your partner and in and in your own body it's very yeah deep. yeah mm-hmm. i mean that's what that's what we rely on uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's who we are as people right well, I just know that I have been with women who have expressed their relationship with their own strap-ons in in almost metaphysical terms. Like they were born to fuck. They were they were like, you know, predisposed to just being really good at I guess humping. I don't know. Like, <laughs> they're just good at it. And they got the hip, you know, rhythm. The hip and, motion down. And I'm like, I mean, I'm strong. I work out, I'm buff. There's muscles, there's core muscles that you don't know about until you are the strap wearer. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's a whole athletic game. But it's all fun, right? Like, even if it's for a little bit, like, I mean, that's, it's Mm -hmm. exciting. It's exciting trying new things. It's like exciting changing things up, even if it's for like a couple minutes or whatever it is, like that brings like excitement like Mm. into it. Yes. For sure. Absolutely. So don't ever doubt yourself. Oh man. Just, you know, just, yeah. Just, just own it. it. Yeah. Step into that, step into that harness and. Yeah. And also people need to open their mind a little bit, maybe about the other person wearing it. If like, mm-hmm. they've never thought about it. I think right. that that's like a huge issue inside our community is like the stigma around like more like mask presenting women avoiding. Yeah. Not being well, the wearer. And this was something we talked about that got destroyed in the by by Mercury. Um, but you ha- you you all have an article on your site about the stereotypes of the butch top and the femme bottom, and how mm-hmm. these do not actually need to play out in real life, or, or they are they're kind of hollow stereotypes. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm sure like we've all met or been with women who conform to those stereotypes, but the reason that they can be sort of seen as mythological is because so many women are going to step out of those roles and Mm -hmm. switch um, whether it's with a certain partner who just makes you feel a certain way or over time, you know, sexuality is something that evolves throughout your life. So tell me a little bit more about, uh, about how you've seen that stereotype um, sort of blown up. You know, I think that, again, it, it goes beyond these stereotypes that we're like used to, right? The mask and femme, because 
when you're thrown into a world of so many people with different sexual expressions and, and gender identities, um, it makes you realize that there's a lot of people that stereotype a lot more than just like a butch and femme lesbian. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, interesting. So, okay, because we we kind of are known for these. Yeah, it's things. it's actually re- it's really crazy. I mean, it's a crazy world out there. It's crazy inside of our community too. We we have like this like hate like there's like so much hatred inside of our community for like different parts of it that I've come to realize through this job you mean like Um, butch for butch or femme for femme yeah and just and even just like like interchangeably through um people with different like sexual expressions like Mm -hmm. bisexual you know um pansexual whatever it may be um there's I think lesbians have this like weird just like pride built behind them that they want not, they don't want to learn about anything else other mm-hmm. than just like lesbians. But that's a I think that's a whole nother deeper conversation. Um, Let's go deep. I mean, but, in lesbians' defense, I think that a lot of that resistance comes from self preservation instinct and like you feel yeah. defensive because you feel like you've been made smaller throughout your life. I act- I would agree with that. I would. But agree. I really appreciate you bringing up bisexuals because bisexuals don't get enough love and attention mm-hmm. um and they do get uh they do their specific sexual expression does get a fair amount of it, it gets the ooh factor Ew. it does it do- and i Ew. would be lying i you know i've definitely been that person in the past right that like oh like how could you type but now i mean i've grown i mean thankfully i've grown as a human over the past 10 years or whatever it's been since i've i've been out in this crazy rainbow world um, um. <laughs> <laughs> but I, mean, I I don't I don't see that anymore but like bisexual people get dragged through the mud they get mm. ripped it they get ripped apart for and and I guess and pansexual as well because not like conforming to this like either or type of situation but how can you right I talk about actually I talk about this a lot now like Mm -hmm. I can't think too much into my own sexuality right now because like if I like I don't know if I would be who I am today if I grew up today interesting you know what I mean I do know what you mean and and I say that because like I love my relationship like I, I love the person that like I'm with and like, I love the person and the life that I have. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't think that, I think if I was single, like I would go through like a very like weird, um, not weird, just like spiritual, like trying to understand who I am as a person, because there's so many more aspects that like, I wasn't able to tap into because it just wasn't talked about. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't mean like, like, I don't mean like a transgender side. Like, I mean like, like, uh, like, people I would be attracted to or like Mm -hmm. in that sense. Um, So I think people growing up nowadays, um, it's just like a different world than it was. Right. Like we only had a few options to call ourselves um, back then. Well, I I do want to say that of course everybody is entitled to exclude anyone from their bed for any reason. And so even as Mm -hmm. we're saying like, you know, lesbians, Lesbians are entitled to not sleep with bisexuals for any reason, including if they if they find it ha- there to be an ew factor, mm-hmm. and and that's not for for anyone to judge. Like someone's sexual preferences are completely their own, and that kind of to me um, speaks to what you're saying because the 
I, I totally agree. The, the world that I grew up in is not the world that young lesbians are growing up in now. And, um, I've been through all sorts of sexual identities. Like I've had every identity from queer to bisexual to lesbian. And um, I try not to think about my sexuality too much anymore because I think it's really boring mm-hmm. and narcissistic to, to, to inquire over and over, like, why am I this way or, or what way am I? Because um, my sexuality is not the most interesting thing about me. You know, yeah, of and course. and because of because of the way that um, lesbian and gay youth grow up, we kind of are taught that it is the most interesting thing about us, and that we should we should have gay pride. We should wear our rainbow pins. We should, you know, talk incessantly about well, what pronouns do I identify with, and what label, what micro label makes the most sense, mm-hmm. and that that makes so much sense when you're young and you don't know who you are yet. But then at a certain point for me personally, I've needed to step away from the micromanagement of identity because that is a self-examination that keeps you out of relationship. And so much of um, the work of understanding Mm -hmm. yourself happens in relationship with your partners And so if you're constantly thinking about, you know, what does this mean for me? Like, you're not thinking about, like, um, how you, how, how someone else is your mirror, Mm -hmm. you know, because every relationship is, is showing us things about ourselves. And so you, you can't look into that mirror without another person. It's not enough to be like watching lesbian TikTok and being like, yeah, that's me, (laughs) you know? No, I honestly, I couldn't. I, I love that you said that. I, I, I speak about that a lot. Like we take so much time in this world. People are like, oh, you need to grow and be OK with yourself and blah, blah, blah. And all, and all this personal yeah, self-help. Do, sure. And then um, I, I just don't like I would have never grown by myself. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I would have I would have never grown into the person I was unless like I was with someone that was making me become a better person. Totally. Um, when you're like forced to face like emotions or like how you react to situations, you can't change unless someone's there. Changing to, like, you. It's, you're, you're bouncing yeah, it's, off it's, of the other person. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I agree with the labels too. Right. I, you know, I've, you know, as that typical, like everyone knew I was gay. Everyone told mm-hmm. me I was gay. I didn't come out till college. I hated yeah. people telling me I was gay. I, How like, dare you? <laughs> I, like, it was, you know, it was always a, a fight. And it was just, like, mm-hmm. I hated labels because, like, even after, even now, like, I, I just use queer because, like, it just, it's just, like, an all-encompassing term for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had a conversation with one of my friends. And uh, do you know Kate Austin? She's, like, mm-hmm. a, she's an influencer on... Um, <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know any influencers. No. <laughs> she, I'm very uh, sheltered. Uh, she, I had a conversation with her once, um, and I was talking about how labels weren't important to me. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, she brought up that labels were important to her because in a world that she didn't fit in, in it made yes. her fit in somewhere. And, um, I never really thought about it that way. And, you know, this was years ago, this conversation, and that's kind of just stuck with me how, like, while labels aren't important to me, like I now understand why labels are important to some people because in this, like world where sometimes people has no have no one around them that are like them or like understands them they find someone that's labeled the same and like it's like an aha like mm-hmm. wow this makes sense like I'm not the only one that feels this way I'm not the only one that thinks that way but but it, yeah. there's a lot I mean it's a lot now right it, it, and you have to always be careful about 
saying the wrong thing and and, and like do you though do the you wrong... have to be careful about that I'm, I'm only for sticking your foot in your mouth. <laughs> Maybe it's because I'm an Aries, but my, my approach to life is, you know what? Be offensive. People will correct you if, it, if it's necessary, and you can yeah. decide if, if you were, you know, really wrong and need to repent. But I think that the, the walking on eggshells that we do with each other is another way of holding each other apart. And mm-hmm. being in community is going to create conflict. Conflict is a really crucial part of growth. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree. I mean, it, it it's, it's the catalyst for conversation, right? right? It, it, it triggers in a more important dialect that, that should have been, I guess, had before, um, yeah. which I could, I mean, with marketing inside of an adult toy company, that's going from a lesbian only to opening our doors to just about everyone in our community. Um, we've pissed off quite a few people. I mean, we, mm-hmm. we, Piss off a lot. We pissed off a lot of people when we brought on like more realistic products to our line because that's kind oh, of like um, what we were like shying away from mm-hmm. in the beginning. Um, and while it's Which important, there are good reasons for that. Yeah, absolutely. You um, know the objectification we were talking about before, and the oh, way that 100%. it's de- you know it's de- depersonalizing to walk into sex toys stores yeah. and see all this very objectifying kind of at times grotesque imagery because it's yeah. so exaggerated. It's so over 100%. the top. It's all and that's pornified. Not, and that's like not what we're, we were looking for, but you know, mm-hmm. we have a, 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 we're in a position where we need to be there for other people inside our community. And like for people that are questioning their gender and need help with their gender, you know, expression, um, realistic toys are important. Um, packers are important to these people. And um, if we kind of just like took a step back to co- to see where it's coming from and, you know, we're not marketing these toys to lesbians. We know that, like, this isn't ideally what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's important for us to make sure that we make a safe place for for those that don't have a safe place to go to. And mm-hmm. someone inside this queer community, um, take a step back and just, like, think about that <laughs> before mm-hmm. you come and hate me for doing my job. Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I think I really identify with what you were saying um, about your coming to identify with the label queer, because I used to identify as queer and I really grew, um, grew out of that self-identification and became really kind of militaristic about identifying as a lesbian because for me, I recognized that my female socialization had denied me boundaries. Mm-hmm. And so I had grown up in a world where I didn't know it was okay to be exclusively building my life around relationships with women. And I thought it was really important to to be inclusive or to be open. And that's not me. I'm not mm-hmm. open. Um, I'm, you know, I'm centered and grounded in, in loving women. And and yet, even as I say that, I don't um, I don't want to make being a lesbian my personality anymore. You know, yeah. <laughs> even though I'm the fucking editor of a lesbian news <laughs> site, I don't care about being. You know, I don't care about being a lesbian. I don't care about being um, a. I don't care about orienting myself politically around my sexuality, and that used mm-hmm. to be really important to me. And I think it's important to a lot of the kids growing up because. Again, that that pride is so important and visibility is so important. Mm -hmm. 
And so I'm not, I'm not expecting or asking anyone to grow out of that as if it were a phase, but I feel like I've been liberated personally by no longer having as much attention focused on that. Um, and, and also not policing myself, just going back to being willing to be offensive or stick my foot in my mouth. I, um, I feel like walking on eggshells about my own and other people's identities was something that I did for a long time. Mm -hmm. I understand why people get so mad about it. Um, but I think it comes from a place of insecurity, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the offense that is taken is, is definitely from things that probably were said by the wrong person. Yup. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think that makes sense. I mean, I I hope for a world where, you know, I'm really mad at whoever created this societal structure of these gendered norms and stuff. And I think that in the next 50 years from now, things will be be a little different when it comes to labels. I think it'll be a more fluid process for people than, than it is now. I mean, the difference is insane what it is now from when... I was, you know, a teenager. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm 30, but um, I, I just think it's going to keep changing, hopefully, for the better. <laughs> I think that it's so important, this, um, this shift that you're talking about, to afford ourselves and each other grace, because mm-hmm. something that you might have seen, because I know you like TikTok. I do. Um, <laughs> something that I've seen on TikTok during the pandemic is there have been a lot of lesbians who will post their like um, weird videos where they're where they're like, oh, I'm actually bisexual now. I'm not a lesbian. I thought I was a lesbian because of compulsory heterosexuality. Or alternatively, someone will post like, you know, I'm a lesbian, but I fucked a man because it's a pandemic and I um, and I'm lonely and need to be touched. And I feel like for people who see that and then they get really mad, like, how did you use this label incorrectly? Like, it's so offensive to all lesbians that you did this. Mm -hmm. It's like, we have to afford each other a little bit of grace because you Mm -hmm. actually have no idea. Sometimes if you, you you think you're a thing and then a new experience happens to you and you find out you're another thing and that's okay. Yeah. I mean, life's all about growth, personal, you know, sexual, everything, emotional. Mm -hmm. It's like everything comes down to just growing as a human being. And like, if these sexual experience of yours aren't altering your your morals and values to be a good human, then like, what does it matter? Like what, Mm -hmm. like, you know, what does it matter who you sleep with and you know if someone wants to identify as a lesbian and sleep with a man who am I to judge you know I don't you know I'm not the queen of lesbians (laughs) yeah I'm I'm actually the mayor of lesbian town and (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna go ahead and say I feel like those women are probably going through a lot you know to they're going through an identity crisis like I have compassion for people who are thinking that they're something and then and then thinking, oh, one day I'm a new thing. Like that's a, a yeah. I mean, and especially these experience. these younger, the younger generation. Like, do you know what I was doing when I was 13 to like 19? Like, yeah, probably the same thing, just shit. not 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 in, on the internet on, with on a permanent record. Yeah. yeah. So like, which would be talked about by others and yeah. Yeah, Oof. and like having this pressure to like be this person. Like, I made so many mistakes at that age, and like probably some you know, 75% no one knows about. So like, Mm -hmm. you know, these people, 
just are going through different processes and it's important to, like you said, give grace when needed and like Mm -hmm. just let queer kids be kids, you know? And just assume that strangers are going through their own shit and it's funny. We do this thing um, where we, you know, we put our little rainbow flags in our, in our Twitter handle or Mm. we, you know, list our pronouns and stuff on our Instagram accounts. And so we're always tagging ourselves as being a part of this rainbow community. So mm-hmm. whenever you do that, you're setting yourself up to be some kind of representative for for lesbian town. Yeah. Um, or, or for whatever town you belong to, <laughs> right? And so then it, even if you only have a follower count of like 40, you're living as if you're some kind of rainbow influencer, Mm-hmm. And so you have suddenly a responsibility to other people in the community to act right? Like, no, <laughs> no, you're just so random fucking individual that's like trying to navigate this illusion called reality day to day. Social media is such a facade that like it's, uh, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's, I mean, I live like in social, like my work, Same. My, like it doesn't, thankfully I've, I've, been really good at separating like my personal life and social media without like crossing too many boundaries um Mm. but like it's all it's all fake right like everything you see is fake it's not and like it's curated it's polished you think about who you you think about how others are seeing you before you even post it and like it's a love-hate relationship because social media takes lives and social media saves lives right like it 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 has a double-edged sword of like the harm and the good it does um you know people trying to constantly judge themselves off of what other people's Mm -hmm. fake lives are going through, but like also people finding comfort in communities Mm -hmm. of people that they can relate to that has helped them get through it. Feel less alone. Feel less alone. Um, so like, you know, you have to take it with a grain of salt and make sure you're adding like positiveness, like into like this following that you're, you're, soaking up every single day mm-hmm. i don't even know how we got this conversation but we're so going i have deep. like i know i like social i have such a weird relationship with social media because i've been involved in it for so long and like i was like involved with like just oh <laughs> he's so mad he just got <laughs> fed he's hungry That's again so funny. <laughs> um i've been at, yeah so i just i just have different aspects and have seen different so many different things that like i'm just I'm jaded, you know. Are you on Facebook? I am. Do you ever get like a Facebook memory from 2008 and you're like, what? Who's that bitch? That is not me. (laughs) Yeah. So, so Facebook's an interesting place for me to be because I live in a, um, how do I say this the nicest way? I graduated with, uh, like a hundred people. Right? Oh, like wow. I, I live in the woods. I live mm-hmm. on f- a farmland. I live in a red area that is in the mountains. Uh, cool. So, so um, being a queer person in this area is definitely um, interesting. So Facebook is, I get a whole different world on my Facebook mm-hmm. of kids I grew up with and their parents and, and all that stuff. So I'm jaded by a lot of things <laughs> out mm-hmm. here. Um, but yeah, so social media just in general. But yes, I 
see things I posted back, I'd delete them because I'm like, if yep. I saw this, I'd probably be canceled. Yep. I mean, I was against gay marriage until I was 19 <gasps> years old. Like, That's hilarious. Jesus. Oh my God. And so that actually is a point. You're getting gay married, sis. <laughs> I know. JFC. I know. <laughs> I'm so happy for but, you. But that's why that's why I think it's crazy when people um like cancel someone on something they said like mm-hmm. 15 years ago because it was like so dumb. Yeah, like, that person's Yeah. Imagine if like I got canceled because I said like I was against gay marriage 15 years ago. Yeah, right and now you're going to get married. Yeah. I know little Becky, young Becky had no idea what the future no held. Yeah, she, she no couldn't clue. have imagined. And now I'm a director for a sex toy company. See, there you go. <laughs> I mean, we grow and change. That's what we're here yeah. to do on this in this uh, in this plane of existence. Yeah, I delete everything that I see in my Facebook memories. I I take time to forgive myself for being so cringe to mm-hmm. uh, to thank myself for how far I've come and just release <laughs> that girl because <laughs> I I don't even need to be reminded of That's the many really personalities that I've had. Yeah, I I, uh, I try to avoid I try to avoid that person completely. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm not even the same person I was two years ago. I know, alone, right? Let alone twelve years ago. That's Thank you, crazy. Rona. Oh I man, know. I don't even mean that ironically. I was just thinking today. Today was a really hard Rona day for me. You know, some days you're like, we're gonna get through this, and there will be another side, and we'll and and we'll find a way out. There'll be silver linings abounding. But then other mm-hmm. days you're like, wow, this is the reality, and I fucking hate this timeline, and I want out. Get me out of clown world. But I was ruminating on all the wonderful things that have happened because of coronavirus in my life personally. Like I have become such a stronger person mm-hmm. because of all the trials and tribulations. I um. We've all been going through a crucible, personally and socially and collectively. I kind of wish that I could stop being crucibled. Dear God, please stop crucibling me any time that you feel ready to. <laughs> but, you know, in the last couple of years, I've bought a house. I've moved twice. Congrats. I started school again. I, like, changed my whole life plan from being in marketing to now I'm, I'm making I'm making wooden furniture. Like this is my life. I love that. Right. I love that. You kind of have a similar story. You were were doing kitchens and baths. Now you're doing sex toys. Yeah. I get married. Yeah. I mean, it's growth is crazy. I mean, it's personal growth is so important and it's fucking hard. And you know, and it's, I I was just talking to my my friend about this the other day like I have a good life like I'm Mm -hmm. you know I genuinely do have a good life but like I get pretty sad sometimes and like I I think about um you know just people who have it have it so much worse than I do and like how they make it through and people are so strong like dude we are all so strong yeah like people are so fucking strong and like there's so much yeah and people need to remind themselves and give themselves like a little bit more credit because like People get through things that, you know, sometimes people don't. And mm-hmm. if you're here and you're, like, talking, like, use it. Use your story, you know. Use use your words and help other people. And just, you know, we all got to be here for each other. Sex toys or not. How, <laughs> yeah, I love how deep this conversation about sex toys has gotten. I love it. I That's, miss it. I mean, I miss, it. I miss engaging with people like yourself. And, like, I miss, Are like, you an extrovert? I am, yeah. Yeah, yeah me too. Oh, yeah. I'm the youngest of five kids. So. <gasps> wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I bet it was a very boisterous house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I fought for attention a lot. 
Mm-hmm. I was the center of attention, but same. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Middle child. But but so. I will I will have her say, like I'm a probably like to a T extrovert. Like putting myself in a situation of people I don't know is like my time to shine. Okay. Um, like that's where I belong. But yeah. uh, but COVID's kind of changed. Like I don't want to be around people too much anymore. Like I just like I, I've past couple years has made me like feel super jaded towards people and so like hum- true humanity in general mm-hmm. um and so I've, I've kind of gone on this circle of like close friends tr- train ride this past couple years um yeah and that that sounds like the good side of that is that you're nurturing these relationships that mm-hmm. you know will last a lifetime mm-hmm. and um, you're putting your energy where it's likely that you'll get that energy back, repaid back yeah. to you. And that's important. And, yeah. It's super important. I, and that's a lot of where growth has come from the past few years is, you know, removing people. And that's hard. Fr- removing friendships is like probably one of the hardest things that I've, I've had to go through, mm-hmm. at least recently. Um, like just people you thought would always be there that you outgrow. Yep. Um, and, and we don't talk about it enough, but you know, the, the, trauma that comes from trying to remove friends that like just don't have that value or like friends that you cared about that just don't care about you the same way. Yep. Um, so no that's been a vibe. Yeah. You're not, you're not on the same level anymore. Yeah. And we don't give ourselves enough cur- Like uh, now a lot of the times people think the first instinct, and this is what I used to do, you know, just cut someone off, just yeah. clean and dry, cut someone off. And sometimes it doesn't have to be that hurtful to your relationship, like just let mm-hmm. it naturally fizz out. Um, mm-hmm. and like, don't hold that, like, don't give yourself that like much burden to hold that you cut off someone from your life. Like just let it naturally take its course that way. Anyway, like don't put that effort in, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I do know I, ca- I, I counted up in 20, I'm, I'm an Aries, so I've had many friendship falling outs <laughs> over time. I, I bring everything back to astrology. Yeah. Um, and yet I counted up in 2020, I cut off like 12 people and I made a list of all the people who I just fucking cut out, you know, like names getting crossed off a list in 2020. And um, it, it makes me, I, I'm, I'm kind of of two minds about it because on the one hand, I think it's super healthy for both parties to let one another go if you're not vibing on the same wavelength anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but then on the other hand, I think we all have to have a higher standard for um, tolerance now because we see how interconnected we are now that we're now that we're not being allowed to be interconnected by circumstances mm-hmm. outside of ourselves, whether that's coronavirus or whether that's restrictions that are kind of socially imposed. And so I really struggle to find the line. Um, similar to what you were talking about, like I've become, I am extroverted, but I've become more focused on, um, on a tight circle of people. And I wonder if that is a stress response that I will let go if there is an other side. I wonder if it's healthy. Sometimes I think like it's kind of, it's kind of, um, have I made my life smaller mm-hmm. by, by becoming less extroverted? Yeah, I I can relate to that so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Yeah, but I mean, I do not regret cutting out those 12 people that I cut out. They were fucking toxic as hell. And I was probably toxic as fuck to them, too, you know? That definitely goes both ways. But when I look back at that, I'm like, bye. Don't miss ya. (laughs) Nope. That's so funny. I'm a Virgo, by the way. I don't know. I haven't said that. I don't know if that means anything to you. I could totally tell that about you. (laughs) No. No. But I do love Earth signs. I've, like, very... I always vibe with Earth signs. Oh, well, mm-hmm. look at that. Okay, um, and so what's and what's your fiance? She's a Taurus. <gasps> oh, wow, that's a great match for you. Yeah. Yeah, mm, she's so a grounded. <laughs> she's great. She's, like, one of the most genuine people you ever meet. So I, we're, like, completely different people, like, mm-hmm. on, Good. on Good. <laughs> all, like, aspects of life. So um, it's, it's – we've built a great life together, so it's, it's really cool to see both of us grow – Grow through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Um, <laughs> is she extroverted? No. No. Not at all. Mm-mm. So she, has she adapted to, to quarantine life, like, in a totally different way? So, unfortunately, she's a healthcare worker. She's a uh, medical provider in the, in the emergency department. So um, she's a PA. And so her quarantine was a lot more hectic than uh than most yeah um it's actually interesting her being in because she's a great provider she like mm-hmm. like is a huge empath and cares a lot about people um a little too much that it like Uh-oh. hurts her but um mm-hmm. <clears throat> she's great at her it's interesting that she is like an introverted person and mm-hmm. in that in that situation of having to like conversate with people like that um because mm-hmm. she's great at it but she much rather be laying in bed by herself <laughs> yeah tauruses do love to lay in bed oh yeah, <laughs> yeah she's great she's great at it <laughs> yeah but it's a it's a good it's a good um balance you know mm-hmm. we're not we're not the couple that like you know i prior to covid i would go out and travel almost every weekend and she wouldn't mm-hmm. come um mm-hmm. which was totally fine for us and our relationship and she would come when she wanted to, um, which kind of just worked out. But I think I like push her to have that more adventure side. And then, you know, she brings out the more wanting to stay home side too, but in like a, a the most healthy way, not in the like most a, complimentary way rather yeah. than like tug of war, not in like a jealousy or like, Mm-mm. I'm going to make you feel bad for leaving type of way. Which that sounds really secure. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. I mean, that's. I think that's what life's about. I mean, not everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone has a different outlook on relationships and how many people are in relationship and whatever it is. Um, but I don't think there's anything better than being in love with someone and getting to grow with them and like creating an entire like life around that. Oh, I have a I have a question for you that is going to bring this back to sex toys. It, I mean, it might bring it back to sex toys. I'm not <laughs> I'm not sure. But um yeah, so what are you going to do for your fiance for Valentine's Day? Uh we just had this conversation yesterday. Oh, really? Okay, good. So yeah, we'll we're we're, when she hears we're, <laughs> we're just getting cards. We're not doing anything. We just oh. bought we just we just completely renovated a house together. Um <gasps> that and is so yeah, and so um, we decided no gifts. Valentine's mm-hmm. Day doesn't really hold, like, a special place for me as, like, a person. Um, mm-hmm. Leah's really into, like, the sentimental cards and flowers. And so um, gifts, she's not, like, a gift love 
um, she's, which is interesting because she loves to give gifts, but like giving receiving her is receiving like a large monetary value gift isn't something important to like, her. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like when I bought her engagement ring, like I knew that I couldn't spend more than like X amount of money or like oh, she would have yeah. lost her mind yeah, um, yeah. if I did. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, so we're not doing anything for Valentine's day. We'll probably do dinner. Um, and, we love like our moments together, cooking dinner together, just having quality time. So that um, time. it's the best. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what you live for is like the moments where like the world kind of just stops like mm-hmm. around you. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So we've just had a really hectic life the past couple months with renovating and she's been working like crazy. So um, we'll just spend some quality. And it's the day after Super Bowl, which. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Great. Are you doing anything for Valentine's Day? Um, yeah, I am going to do something for Valentine's Day. I am single AF, but, you know, with Venus in retrograde, I've been trying to really love Mm -hmm. on myself lately. I'm always trying to love on myself because I feel like, uh, that's, you know, that's your, that's your number one job in Mm -hmm. staying alive is just demonstrate self-care and self-love to yourself every day. So you don't, you know. Yeah, yeah, so you don't like give up on life. It's really important. So let's see. Maybe I'll maybe I'll bust out my new wet for her toys. Maybe I'll I'll uh, have a romantic evening with myself. Um, but I'll probably um, go on a hike, walk barefoot on Mother Earth. Maybe um, maybe take some mushrooms, <laughs> wind up. <laughs> Yeah, having a romantic <laughs> evening with my new wet for her toys. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, uh, I fully, I fully and a hundred percent support those everything that was Thanks. just said. Yeah, <laughs> and I love that for you. That, like, I, yeah. where where do you live? I live in Asheville, North okay, Carolina. I, I might just fly out there on Valentine's Day and join you. Yeah, <laughs> for, and, for that you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah, bring Leah. We'll have steaks and yeah, oh, I love steak. So her, do you like steak? Yes, I uh, actually I'm kind of on like an only steak diet right now. <laughs> so Le- Leah's dad, Leah grew up on a, a dairy farm, and so we get fresh steak all the time. Sounds fantastic. You have to come out to the sticks. You have to come out and yeah. visit. I'm I'm kind of in the sticks. I kind of moved here so that I could be in the sticks because kind of like um, you know. I've always been a city girl, but one mm-hmm. of my COVID transformations, like you, I became really jaded about the world and society, and I thought. I need to be in the mountains. I need to be alone. Yeah. <laughs> I need to be around people in a limited capacity. Where I can get um, away. Where I can get away. You would love and it. Where you, you would love our new house. You would love really? it up here. It's we, we, in the yeah. mountains. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, on, it's on the top of a mountain. It's on 19 wow. acres. It like, wow. Yeah. It's oh my gorgeous. God. You're living the cottage core fantasy life. Yeah. We have a spare, wow. we have a spare bedroom. It's like a whole oh, like great. apartment style bedroom. Wow. Yeah. yeah, well, if you come out to Asheville, I got a really nice setup, uh, spare room. Uh, of course, it's also my podcast recording studio, but <laughs> we'll make it work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll do another podcast where we go really deep, surprisingly deep. I know. I'm so glad that our first podcast got fucked up, <laughs> right? We'll see if my boss is happy about it. Oh, no, no we talked kidding. about sex toys a lot. I think your boss is going to be really pleased about the, the, the depth. Everyone and... buy sex toys so I can keep coming on podcasts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the goal. And also so you can love yourself, listeners. Yeah. Because yes. that's, that's your number one job right now. Sex toys are fun. 
Mm-hmm. Vib- vibrators are fun. Things are Which fun. one's your favorite? <sighs> I guess it depends, like, if it's, like, just for myself. Is it for Leah and I? Uh-huh. Um, you know... It really we depends try, on the occasion. Try, you know, that's a benefit of being in this, like, I get to try them all. They're all mm-hmm. fun. I, we, I just throw them into the mix. Mm-hmm. You know? There's yeah. a, the, the yummy is really popular for, like, um, like, um, we, <laughs> weren't you making fun of the, fun of that name, the yummy? The, uh, I was making fun the of sucky. the sucky, because yeah. that is vulgar. Yeah. It the turns out it's a pretty good toy. Great. Yeah. But, I mean, that, but. But what's the, the rocker, yummy? The yummy is just like a personal vibrator. Uh, it doesn't, it like doesn't have like a vibe or no, it has like, um, like a place to like hold your fingers. It's like circular okay. almost. It's, you know, super simple and easy. Ergonomic. Yeah. It's great. Mm-hmm. And like our dicks, <laughs> our dicks are like, <laughs> our dildos are like great. Like the quality mm-hmm. is great. Like they're not aggressive. They're, it's great. If you need a dildo. Yeah. I was impressed by the dildo that I received. I'm happy it's, to add it to great, my collection. It's great, right? Yeah, um, the primary dildo that I have, um, I have several, but like the one that best fits the harness that I have a really nice like leather harness with brass strappy things. It's like very bespoke and indie. Um, And the the dick that I got for it is fucking huge and just kind of rude. Like there's a time and a place. For that size and girth? Absolutely, yeah. sure. And some women are, are into that, like, out of the yeah. gate, right? Yeah, yeah. But, but usually you got to work up to it, and it's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. So I really like the one I got. It's such a, it's such a manageable size. Yeah, it's great. I mean, yeah. You got the fusion, right? Uh-huh. And also, if I'm, gonna, if I'm going to use it with myself, I'm never going to go for, like, an outlandish size. Yeah. Like, it's, Yeah. No, who do I need to impress? <laughs> I'm not performing here. <laughs> That's really funny. Uh, yeah, well, definitely, it, I mean, you'll have to let us know how you like it, how you mm-hmm. like them. Um, you'll have to let me know once you find that per- special person to add to your 100 lists of wives. To, with yes, yes, um, I can't wait. And Are then... you out there? Are you... <laughs> I'm praying to Sappho every day. I'm ready for my soulmate. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll Anything. put together a great giveaway so that yeah. people can get their own toys. Mm-hmm. Love it. You know? All right, great. Well, Becky, um, I think that appropriately wraps it up. What do you think? <laughs> you got anything I, to add? No, I mean, I think we covered a lot. <laughs> we covered a lot of a territory lot. here. Yeah. yeah. Some unexpected I'm, I'm actually, I'm interested to see how people like like this episode and oh, they're gonna some love feedback. It. Oh, yeah. This is going to be a... a very popular episode. I mean, anytime you've got sex toys on the agenda, like people are going to tune in for sure. What? But they didn't. They they're coming for the sex toys. They didn't know that we're going to go deep. I know. We're, they're getting life lessons. Growth and yeah. COVID and yeah, <laughs> the yeah. mirror of relationships. Of course, damn. They got yeah. it all. You're welcome. Mm. No. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All reach right. out. Right. Like reach out. Reach out to mm-hmm. us. Reach out to me personally if you have questions. I'm on social media too. I'm easy to find. Awesome. 